still not sponsored by Duncan. It's the Woodworking Morning Show. It's Friday, baby. Evening. Evening. Yeah, welcome to TWW Live. I'm Mark. And I'm Nicole. And uh, we're going to answer some woodworking questions today. We are going to, well, we got some pre-selected questions from Patreon and from YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, speaking of YouTube, if you like the art that was on the, if you're with us live, there was a a cool piece of art on the front. And uh, it was a drawing. Yes. And that is done by uh, Carter Johnson. And she is a Scott's daughter, right? Scott's daughter. So family friend, is that right? I don't know how that works. She's Um, a a family of a friend of a friend of a family. Yes. So if you go to M-I-S-S Carter, dot art, you'll see some of her amazing art. I love her style. I asked her to, to, uh, draw us. Yeah. She's uh, super talented. I've heard Scott su- yeah. talk about her. And as an artist, he talks about her like, I'm so jealous that she found <laughs> yeah. her, her niche style yeah. so easily. Yep. Um, but yeah, she's great. She did. She, I commissioned her to make cute art for, of our kids mm-hmm. and I just love her. So yeah. go check out some of her artwork. She's very awesome. So, by the way, if you want to help support the show, you can, just like these folks did. Uh, Donald Dolan, which I forgot the D on his name. Sorry about that, Donald. And uh, Jesse Baker. So you could do that at patreon.com slash woodwhisper or right here on YouTube if you're watching us here. Um, If you don't know how to do that, take a look at this. You see right there under the video, there's a little join button. How did you do that? It looks just like that, right? Oh, look at that. That's what you want to click if you are interested in... Uh, supporting us there. And we have two levels. We we have the uh, yeah. the after show level, which uh, happens after this show. It is the after show. <laughs> the after show. And, uh, Appropriately named. And then there's the bonus, like extra video bonuses yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know it's not certainly not required, but it is appreciated. All we really ask of you is that you watch the show, yeah. that you enjoy it. Maybe hit that thumbs up. And um, I look that funny just in that screen. Makes me happy. <laughs> I look scared. There's a screen pause on my screen, and I'm like, what is going on with that? Okay, so a couple quick announcements I want to let you guys know about. If you didn't see it, the pantry video was released today. I'm going to play the little preview. It's just a little one-minute thing uh, right here on most our dramatic channel. dramatic rose smer- ceremony ever. <laughs> Super traumatic. <laughs> Thank you. 
There it is. A couple uh, couple months worth of work boiled down to one minute. <laughs> Isn't that... It's a little painful to watch <laughs> yeah, that, honestly, like, when I think about it. I, that was a hard project for you. Um, you always seem to have in a project, like, that hump you get over. Mm-hmm. And usually that... Sometimes it's a bigger hump than other times. And I, I felt... <laughs> that was a big hump. <laughs> yes, it was. I did uh, two or three projects or other things while that project was going on, which is very unlike me. Um, yeah. I like to finish a project before I move on to the next thing. That's a sign that I'm procrastinating. So mm-hmm. you guys ask me questions about, like, how do you avoid procrastination? Well, look, it happens, it happens to me, to too. happens to us all. just depends on the project. Uh, last announcement is in the guild. Of course, we have two new projects that you could pre-order right now, woodwhisperguild.com. On the left, you'll see Brian Benham's beautiful Japanese table. On the right, you will see my bent lamination quilt rack, which includes a little CNC epoxy inlay, just because I want to get the, I want to get all the SEO. That's why I did that. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but I built that for Nicole. Both Aww. of those are available for pre-order right now at woodwhisperguild.com. And by the way, if you pre-order them, they are on sale, right? So they're like, I think, 20% off right now. Mm-hmm. But if you buy them together, you together, get an additional 30. 10% off. Yeah. And that's only for like another week or so. So When's get it? on it. When is... Uh... One starts on July 9th no, no. and When's the other the, starts on the 16th. The pre-order is over... That's the question I was just answering. Oh, okay. Because when the project starts, the gotcha. pre-order ends. That's true. Got it? Good. Get it. Okay, so let's get to some questions. Enough uh, enough trying to sell stuff. That's not why we're <laughs> yeah. here. I just said pre-order over soon. Over soon. In other words, <laughs> if you're thinking about it, don't wait because you don't want to find out that you missed it. Yeah. You know what I did while we were watching one of the videos? Cracked, Cracked open. open a sweet Yoohoo. Mm-hmm. Nothing Yoo-hoo. like a chocolate-flavored drink. Right. I've never, I never really got into those as a kid. You know what? My stepbrother, Gene, used to uh, take us. We would go to like Quick Check mm-hmm. in Trenton, and uh, we'd get a Yoohoo and Slim Jims, and then we would burp on each other. <laughs> because really, there's no worse smell that in is, the world than uh, a belch that is the result of Yoohoo and Slim Jims. Uh, that's, that's, that's... <laughs> hey, he, he taught me the best things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got my questions here from I'm get, and I'm getting both the, places. Yeah, I'm getting uh, live uh, questions from the chat room. Good deal. All right, so Seth Downs wrote in. He says, I love the new picture, the one you were talking about, uh, oh. the thumbnail. Um, I guess I never noticed Mark's ears before. <laughs> Speaking of ears, have you come across any go-to safety glasses that you'd recommend? The $10 run-of-the-mill glasses just don't feel that safe, aren't comfortable, and get misplaced all the time. There must be a better solution. Well, ever since I started wearing glasses, I'll admit that I often count on my prescription glasses Mm -hmm. as safety lenses. And those of you who know what safety uh, eyewear is supposed to do, you know that regular regular glasses are not adequate, right? But I still rely on them. I do have prescription safety glasses that um, I probably should wear more often. Uh, So chat room, do you guys have suggestions for really good safety lenses that not only, I mean, maybe they cost more than 10 bucks, but they make you feel like they are making you safer. Yeah. Uh, And maybe, you know, some of them can distort your (laughs) big clunky goggles. Uh, Some some eyewear will sort of distort your vision a little bit more than others. Some do a really good job of wrapping to the side, which is actually really important. Um, but let's go to the chat room for recommendations. Well, what do you guys like? And there's even some, like, I think they, they were called eye muffs. That was like ear muffs mm-hmm. and eye protection all in one. Built in one? I yeah. remember those. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing he, the ads for those. He sent, a, he sent us a couple and we yeah, gave yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. number of them away. And what was the um, Full Pro, I think is the name. Um, so if you wear like the 3M or any kind of, uh, even the um, Isotunes version, if so, or actually I'm thinking of music. It doesn't have to be music. Any ear muffs that mm-hmm. you wear in the shop, 
uh, full pro, I believe is the name the Velcro of the them? one that Velcros, right? Yeah. So you put these two little Velcro uh, do jobbers stickies on the side, and then you just have this strap. What are they called? And it's actually super comfortable. Full pro. And the great thing about it is it doesn't go in between your ears and your head yeah. like uh, safety glasses do. They wrap around to the, uh, to the earmuffs. Oh. And I haven't used those in a long time because they're not prescription, um, but they're great. So check those out. Full crow. <laughs> okay. Next is from Chad Healy. He says, I remember a while ago, Mark had been experimenting with options for a cover for a sandbox. Did you ever find a good solution? I'm currently researching my options for my son's sandbox and would love to hear if you figured out a good option. Well, Nicole, should we... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we, we should, show them? We should definitely bring in our, our guest. <laughs> what? Uh, Oh, I thought, what no, are you I'm, You're totally oh, on the wrong thing. I was thinking of the other thing. <laughs> this, what you guys don't realize is that most of the time, Nicole actually has no idea I'm what I'm saying. She's just really good. At, she's gotten really good at pretending <laughs> to know what's going on. She's talking oh, this about... Is, so this is the... Uh, just talking about a picture of a sandbox. Oh, the sandbox. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the sandbox. Now, the thing is... I had the best intentions for some cool thing I was going to build, and it was going to raise up and down, and I had bought a bunch of stuff, and guess what? It didn't pan out. No, it, sometimes it was actually that, quite dangerous. Uh, sometimes it... Well, I wasn't so concerned about the safety. I it was just... just I, I couldn't get it to go up and down properly. It was rickety. It was not stable enough, and uh, there was... Look... There's only so much t time that I'm going to put into a damn sandbox. she doesn't even use it. That I know in a couple of years, you know how I put all those bags of sand and carry them from the front of the house into the backyard? <laughs> yes. I knew that within a year or two, I'd be doing that same thing again, but the other way. <laughs> to get the sand out of my yard. Uh, so I wasn't going to put a whole lot of time into it. And uh, what I wound up coming up with is just a simple frame and then that was what, what is that material i know it's outdoor it's, it's a sunbrella material that i got online and it really does work because mm -hmm. the reason why it's lifted is because water had collected in each of the little channels oh, between the, um... and it didn't drain and yeah, so it was okay. really nasty water so I, I propped it up to um is it raining yeah, it is oh it is raining. It's raining right now so as you can see, I didn't do a whole lot with it. I just put a cover on it. Yeah. And also, as you can see, the cover frequently is not put down. So thankfully, yeah. we really don't have any neighborhood cats, do no. we? No. Because if you do, you're going to find them if you Mi have a sandbox Millie, in your backyard. Millie used to poop in there. <laughs> oh, Millie. Good old uh, Millie. Millie. Um, so, all right, let's get to our next question. Hey, King's Fine Woodworking is in the chat room. James, what's happening, Vision man? Works has legit OSHA-approved safety glasses in prescription form. I got them for the girls. Great. Thanks, James. James. Awesome. So Sebastian Marchand wrote in. He says, how would you make a simple, flat, painted cabinet door like the one in this picture? Here, let me show you guys. Get you up to speed with me. So this is what he sent me. Kind of looks like a SketchUp rendering. Uh, I was thinking about using a plywood panel with some hardwood strips on each side. I, I've never done any painted projects, and my concern is that the edge of the plywood won't absorb the paint evenly. Hmm. I think you're right to be concerned, and really all we're looking at there is just a flat panel door and flat panel uh, drawer fronts. So yeah, I actually think you're on the right track, not just because the edge of the plywood is going to absorb paint unevenly. There, there are ways to deal with that. You could use like a glue size. Some people even use like a drywall compound or wood filler. You could definitely do something to get it to be a little bit more even. Um, but I'm more concerned about the fragile edge of plywood. You really do kind of want something a little more durable there. 
So if you were to wrap each one with some solid strips, now you got something durable. If it gets dented, you're not gonna flake up the veneer. Um, what you really wanna do at that point is give it a nice sanding and then probably get some wood filler and go around the perimeter. Chances are, I know whenever I do edge banding on plywood, I almost always end up with at least a couple spots where there's just a little hairline gap. So fill that hairline gap uh, with some kind of filler and then paint on top of that. And of course, you know, primer and all that good stuff. Um, but I think that should be the best thing to give you durability plus a uniformity to the entire appearance. Um, I, I can just keep ripping through my yeah, questions rip, unless you rip, rip them. Rip them, baby. Arnie Herring says, I have a question about hand planes. After watching you use hand planes, I went from Antique Store $3 to Stanley $28 to Wood River $289 and everything in between to try to replicate the results that you get, but to no avail. My question is, do I just suck at hand planes or is there some super secret squirrel magic trick that has to this point eluded me? Is it all about the blade, the design of the frame, the angle, the pressure, what? Well, look, I don't necessarily know a ton about hand planes, especially when we talk about people troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. um, I, my answer to this would be fairly simple. I would probably focus on the blade. Um, so I talk to a few people once in a while, my buddies, Matt and Shannon, they oh, tend to this, know. This is my cue. This is your cue, go ahead. Hey, we got some video, right? We, we sure do, Nicole. Guess, thank guess you for <laughs> Thank you for noticing. You know, so these guys really know a lot about this stuff. I figured I would ask around. Uh, let's hear what Matt had to say first. I don't know. Just sharpen it. <laughs> Super informative there from Matt. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate that. Uh, and then real quick, you know, he's on a break from his set at the improv. Yeah. And Shannon has an answer that might be able to help you. Struggling with hand planes, eh? Well, without actually seeing your technique, it's kind of hard to say what could be going wrong. The fact that you've tried everything from a vintage plane all the way up to a brand new Wood River tells me it could be a technique issue. Certainly, I always tell folks in the hand tool school that sharp fixes everything, but I've used Wood River planes right out of the box and they're sharp enough to work pretty well. I guess it depends upon the type of wood you're using. If you're using a particularly hard wood, like an exotic jungle wood or even hard maple, it's always difficult to hand plane and sometimes the plane right out of the box isn't sharp enough. Here's what I recommend you do. Take that Wood River plane and back the blade all the way out so that it's not cutting. Now, advance it about a quarter turn on that adjustment wheel and take a pass. Probably not gonna get a cut. Advance it another quarter turn and take a pass. And keep advancing it one quarter turn until you just get a shaving. Now, where is the shaving? Don't pull it out of the plane. Take a look in the body of the plane and see is the shaving scooted over on the left, scooted over the right, or is it right smack in the middle? Obviously, you want it to be right in the middle. If it is, great. If not, use the lateral adjuster to slide the plane left or right in order to center that shaving in the middle. You have to obviously take it another pass and see where that shaving comes out. And now that you're taking a super light pass, you should be able to get the plane to work on any type of species. But because it's set so light, you might not get a continuous shaving because the board just may not be flat enough. So take 10, 20 passes, and that should be enough to really flatten things out and see what's going on. If it's still not working at that point, then there could be some technique issues. It could be a matter of weight transfer on the plane. 
And again, that's a little hard to judge without seeing what you're planing. But I do find that a lot of people tend to set the plane too heavily and work with a wood that's particularly hard. And that can really kind of gum up the works. So follow that process that I just talked about to getting the plane set up for taking a super light shaving. Then just play with it for a while until you get the board flat enough to take a continuous shaving. If that doesn't work, well, let me know. We can try something else. Awesome. Thank you for that, Shannon. So Shannon can be found at not only renaissancewoodworker.com, but handtoolschool.net. So those of you who are really looking to dive into the hand tool world, Shannon's your guy. <laughs> and he's on Wood Talk. They do a show. If we, I don't think we've ever really talked about your audio. We don't talk about it much. Yeah. yeah. But Wood Talk, we've been doing it for years. We took a year off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we uh, are back at like two, two a month we do now. So that's at woodtalkshow.com if you want to listen to that. Or any podcast you know, aggregator or podcast app. Just look for Wood Talk. Uh, George W. said, is this an ASMR video? <laughs> it could be. It might be. <laughs> Okay, questions. Where am I? Uh, after watching, no. Okay, there. Kurt Allen says, "I have a question regarding a desk that I'm building with a space in the back for a power strip and cord control. Uh, much like the computer desk you built, my question is, what kind of hinge would you suggest if I wanted to put a back panel on the rear to cover the cord power strip space in the back so that I could tilt, geez, tilt open to gain access to that area?" to plug or unplug items. Something inconspicuous would be nice. I'll be adding cutouts of some sort for the cords to pass through with the back panel closed. All right, so I think this is a little tricky if I can't see what the desk looks like, exactly where this thing is gonna go. But what you're describing doesn't sound too complicated. What you might wanna look into is SOS hinges, S-O-S-S hinges. They might be a little bit too heavy duty for this, but they are ones that can be you know fairly well hidden. Um, uh, barrel hinges might be an option. Those are ones that uh, kind of are, I'm thinking of things where you don't see a barrel hanging out, right? Like a standard butt hinge. Um, and ironically, something called a barrel hinge is something that would be effective for that. Um, there are also desk fold down hinges. They're kind of like, oh man, I think you need a Forstner bit to install them. It's kind of like a half moon. They almost look a little bit like a European hinge, but it's for a, like a tilt down desk type of thing. So it's only after you open it, do you see that exposed hardware there. Um, and there are probably multiple other options, but those are the ones that just kind of come to mind spur of the moment. I didn't read all these questions ahead of time. Oh, so. okay. So uh, Ben Price just did a, a nice super chat yep, in, I saw it. in there. And he said, uh, finally caught the live show. Sorry about breaking YouTube with my question last week. So he's a Patreon subscriber mm -hmm. and asked the question and then YouTube went all wonky. Oh. So he is in Colorado and did offer to take you out for barbecue. Well, let's do it. <laughs> what are we waiting for, man? This pandemic's over, right? Okay. So thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So our buddy Karen wrote in. She says, I have a cutting board with some tear out on the end grain section. What's the best way to deal with it? So I'm assuming if she's saying the end grain section, we're probably talking about a side grain or long grain cutting board. Um, so she's just talking about the ends. I'm thinking of mixing some wood dust with clear epoxy so that it'll match somewhat. Uh, good idea or not, and should I raise the grain first before doing anything to it? Okay, so last question first. I don't know that raising the grain when you're doing this level of repair is even gonna be a relevant situation, right? Because once you do this repair, you're gonna have to sand everything down. And if raising the grain is part of your regimen for this finish that you're going to do, yeah, then sure, raise the grain. I don't think it has anything to do with the epoxy repair that you're talking about. Um, can you use epoxy and wood to repair it? Yes, you can. It's not going to 
look invisible. Um, you're not going to hide it. Uh, the best repair, honestly, if you can, and sometimes it involves making the problem worse in the sense that you make a small issue a bigger issue because you want to replace it with a piece of wood. So depending on how it's laid out, sometimes you could do it in a way that's very not visible. Other times it would be very obvious and maybe just as obvious as an epoxy repair. So it would kind of a picture would help a lot here in just kind of giving advice on this. Sometimes the best thing to do is increase your profile. Whatever you're putting on there, make it bigger. Cut a little bit deeper so that you actually just remove the problem. Um, also, you can consider cutting your cutting board just a little bit shorter uh, to get rid of the flaw. Because I think it, just about anything that you do is probably going to be noticeable until you like start thinking about creative solutions um, that might hide it a little bit better. Mm. Andy. Andy Moran. Can I pepper in some of the questions that I get? Only if the person's name is Pepper. Nope, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Pepper. No, Jeff <laughs> Pepper Kwasowski. Jeff. I usually buy Timberwolf ba uh, bandsaw blades. Mm -hmm. What do you use? Well, you have something local, right? Yeah, now I'm using a local saw blade um, place. I don't, I don't know who makes the actual blades that they use. Obviously, get they get like a big spool of this stuff. Uh, they cut them and weld them on site. What did I pay for that? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Because I had a problem with my uh, Lennox TriMaster, I believe it is. Um, multiple problems with the Lennox, which is like a $250 blade. Um, so I had an issue, had to finish. I was in the middle of actually cutting veneer for, I believe, the pantry. No, never mind. It was actually for the uh, bent lamination for your quilt hoochie. Mm, rack. That thing. So uh, I needed in a pinch, I needed a new blade. And I was like, I didn't even know this place was here. There's a local place uh, that's maybe 15 minutes from me. I called them. They said, yeah, we'll have it ready. Uh, how far are you? I'm like, uh, probably 20 minutes. Like, it'll be ready when you get here at 20 bucks. I was like, this is amazing. That's the blade that went on at that time. It is still the blade that's on my saw right now. So I may, you know, the pendulum may have swung in the other direction. In the past, I was very much a big fan of like, you know, spend 200 bucks on a really good carbide tip blade, get it resharpened when it's dull, get the most life. It would last you for years and it would have to, to justify that price. Um, but now I'm kind of going the other way and thinking, well, at 20 bucks a pop, how many of those would I have to go through before I hit 250 or 280 bucks, right? right. So that's what I've been doing lately is, is just going local. Yep. Aside from that, wood slicer, yeah. very good Highland, um, Highland Woodworking Carter. sells those. Carter makes fantastic blades. Um, Alex Snodgrass has mm -hmm. let me sample some of those. Those are fantastic. You should try them as well. Do you see Judy's in the chat? Judy! Oh, Judy. Happy Friday to you, Judy. It didn't get banned. Nope, not today. Congratulations. But who knows? Um, awfully the trigger. Night is young. Got an itchy trigger finger over here. <laughs> okay. Where am I? I don't know. Andy Moran says, I'm about to start building a shaker-style chest of drawers out of cherry. I don't have access to wide stock. I'll need to join three to four boards to achieve the 20-inch width for the case. Any advice uh, for pitfalls to look out for? Well, the only thing I could really advise here, we're, what we're talking about is keeping those panels flat. And generally, across the board, kind of have the same set of rules for keeping panels flat. I have a video specifically on this called 10 Tips for Keeping Wide Panels Flat. So whether it's a tabletop, a panel side, whatever it is, uh, watch that video. Everything, I, I'm not going to go through it here, but all my best advice is in that video. It's on the thewoodwhisperer.com. And Nicole, I already put the ch uh, thing in the chat room, so people who are here now, you can go, well, don't go watch it now. Just save the link and go watch it later. <laughs> but we'll put that in the show notes too. Uh, Axel just came in the chat and said, Hello, happy midsummer. It's 
2.52 a.m. here in Sweden. Wow. And all I can think about is not that Midsummer, but the movie Midsommar, which is weird. Yeah. Please tell me that it's not like that. <laughs> I don't know. That's how he spelled it differently. No, I did that. Oh, you it's did. It's called Midsommar. Oh, okay. Never it's mind. that movie. But it's... They, I, don't, yeah. I didn't see it. It's a whole thing. It's a scary movie. Aaron Pena. He says, I have a clumsy three-year-old who seems to always find the corners of tables and counters with his head. That's got to be awful. What? The kid. Oh. Always bumps his head is yeah. what he's saying. I mean, they we... eventually grow out of we it. Have cl- we had relatively clumsy kids. Thankfully, they didn't encounter furniture that often, right? Yeah, we typically would move the furniture out of the room and replace it with softer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like... No furniture. <laughs> okay. Uh, keeping this in mind, I'll be building a coffee table in the near future, and I need to find a way to pad or otherwise protect the corners for the inevitable head bump. I've tried those stick-on pads, and they work pretty well, but they always seem to leave a sticky residue and damage the wood beneath. I'd really like to avoid damaging the top and having to replace and refinish it later in life when the pads can finally come off. Do you have any ideas or thoughts on what I could use to accomplish this? Now, the first thing that came to mind in sort of a low-cost way to do this would be uh, a pool noodle. So you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Those foam floaty noodles. Excuse me. You can run a slice down them and they kind of want to stay closed. If you open them up and put them on the edge of a table, they should protect it fairly well. So I started to just do a little Googling and then I found an Instructables that might even be better than that because it involves pipe insulation. You know, the, um, the black foam pipe insulation you could buy at the home store. And it actually shows a really cool way that after you would slice it open, well, the pipe insulation already has an opening. Uh, But wherever you have a corner, you cut a deep V-notch into it, which then makes it flexible. So you can just kind of wrap it right around the corner. It stays on there with friction. I'm sure at some point you're probably going to have to put them back on or the kid is going to be able to pull them off. Um, But I think that's a pretty good compromise for something that is not going to damage the top. And as long as you always remember to make sure it's in place, um, the kid should be fine. Should bounce Mm -hmm. right off that stuff Mm -hmm. and only have a uh, a blunt head wound instead of a sharp one. Okay. Joe Ferrone. This is my last question, by the way. Okay. I have questions. Joe says, I enjoyed watching your vid from your mom's walnut kitchen cabinet. Beautiful work as always. Well, thank you, Joe. I noticed that you used your Milwaukee cordless (laughs) router to edge route the bottom door panels. I recently received the same router as a gift. I bought it myself uh, for Father's Day. Haven't unboxed it yet. Can you give me a hint of the woodworking joy that awaits me when I first power it up and use it on a project? (laughs) Thanks, good buddy. Oh, God. Did you hear that? Yes. I know you heard that. I'm asking if they heard that. Oh, my goodness. We just had a little thunder action. <laughs> I actually forgot to bring the router over here. I was going to just have it to show. Uh, but it is a beautiful little battery-powered power horse. I love that little router. It's the, the most handy little thing to have around. It feels good in hand. We're talking about the red Milwaukee battery-powered version. Um, I loved it so much I bought two of them. Um, <laughs> now, the funny thing I will mention is... Um, oh, what's his name? Uh... Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Who just huh? did the, the What's reviews? His name? Oh, I, I sometimes when I, ha- I when I really need to think of someone's name, it's hard. I can't think of someone's name. It's like name. uh, was Billy on the street? Name a woman. Yeah. Uh, when it's under pressure like that, and I'm like, how do I not know this person's name? I talk to them all the time. Uh, he just did a review on laminate trimmers. I'm waiting for someone to tell me who I'm talking yeah. about. Who did it? I'll wait. <laughs> Do you see, we got a couple of super chats in too, so scroll back. <laughs> yeah, I think some people heard that. Sounded like a movie sound effect. Oh nope. my God. The funny thing about Thunder in Colorado is that it, um, it only does like one boom. Mm. 
It's that's the last few Usually, times I've heard it. It's one big boom, and then you don't hear hopefully it. Hopefully, it doesn't hail because my car's not in the garage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you, J. Katz Moses. There you go. I'm sorry, Jonathan. My bad. Anyway, he did a review on laminate trimmers, and the Milwaukee was one of them. And this is the problem with reviews. My stuff is subject to this as well. Every tool that comes in, there could be a little bit of a difference with it that the next box doesn't have that issue. So what he uh, said with in his review was that the Milwaukee, um, he had a little bit of a play in the base. So he didn't really trust its setting. And then when he would tighten it down to remove the play, the lever to tighten it was so tight that it was just annoying to use. Um, so the problem is I don't have that at all. I have two of them. They are both very easy with the lever to tighten and loosen, and they are rock solid and there's no movement at all. So I got mine last year. Maybe there's something different happening to them now, but I didn't, I didn't see that. And that's, again, the problem with these one-off reviews is we don't have sample sizes that are big enough to, to truly make these reviews really meaningful, honestly. And that's, that's, you know, when I do reviews, I'm subject to the same flaws. It's just the way things go. So anyway, great router, uh, definitely worth the investment. It's probably in our Amazon store, uh, yeah, um, if I'm, I'm sure not mistaken. All right, so we do have a couple of super chats here. Okay, this is from Lark Atkin. Are there rules or dimension standards for top cabinets? I finished the miter station guild build, but need overheads. Uh, can't find video, video on TWW for tops. You know why? Because I didn't build them, I bought them. By the time I, when I did the miter station, I built the miter station cabinets and I built the, what became a video on the main site, uh, quick quality furniture, something, something like that. I was just, I was, I was done with cabinetry. Um, so I actually used Cabinotch to get RTA cabinets made. Um, and I really enjoyed not having to build them. Um, I don't know what the dimensions are. They're right over there. Darn it. It's so close, but so far away. I would like to take a measurement and tell you what they are. I think uppers, you probably will find some standard dimensions for them, but I don't really do cabinetry that often. Certainly not things that are like kitchen cabinets. Um, so I don't know for sure. Um, but ultimately, I think you need to make, that's the joy of being, you know, being able to do custom work. You can make them whatever you want. Uh, sometimes cabinets are a little too shallow. Uh, the ones I bought, honestly, if there was another inch or two in depth on them, I probably would appreciate that and it wouldn't get in my way at all, especially in a shop environment. It's a little bit different than a kitchen, you know, so you can do things a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, dig around. I guarantee you're going to find some standard dimensions um, for depth height, what you really need to think about is the height clearance. Uh, that is your countertop to the underside of your cabinet. Now, how tall you go just depends on how much you want to get on a ladder. Um, but really, depth is something you'll probably find some standard numbers for, and then you can modify it to your liking. There we go. There's another mm -hmm. one. Hopefully, don't lose power. Did you get, you got all, you got Seth's and Chad's and Sebastian's yeah. mm -hmm. and Arnie, yep. Arnie's? Yep. And Robert Price, says, just bubble wrap the furniture or the kid. <laughs> so underneath it, somebody said, ah, don't bubble wrap the furniture. Yeah. Kid's easier. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, Charles said. Don't pad the furniture. Any, any type of adhesive will cause damage. Uh, it's way easier and safer to just wrap your kids. <laughs> I like that. Are you going to a AWFS this year? I already said no. Nope, we are not, Jesse. Um, not this year. And I don't even know, typically when we go to these shows, it's um, like with Type On. Yeah, is, is or usually Paramatic. What happens. We've done 
Festival, a long time ago. Yeah, festival, a very long time ago. Like it's usually somebody bringing us out. Right. Um, so that's what it's been like the past few years, and I don't even know what their situation mm -hmm. is. I don't even know if Typon's going to be there, and if they are, I don't know if they're going to be making a big deal. I think a lot of people are kind of just in like recovery mode, so they don't mm -hmm. want to put out a huge investment on these shows. They yeah. just want to like let's see what happens this year because it's probably going to be a little weird. Uh. Feel the power. Got a right. question here. And now, now everybody's saying Cat's Moses. You guys yep. are late. Too late. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a delay. There's a delay <laughs> a little, in the stream. So there's a delay. There's a delay. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, see, and when somebody says no one ever made that joke before, I don't know what he's talking about. It could be anything. It could be, you know, something. Anything at all. <laughs> about bubble wrapping your kids, I'm oh. sure. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, let's see. Scotty. 476 had a question, mm -hmm. not really related to woodworking, but I'm oh, curious because I don't remember ever discussing this on the show, but maybe we did. He said, what was the name of that nighttime story app for kids that you use? And I was like, huh? And the only app, story time app I've ever used with Ava is Moonlight, mm -hmm. which is a little device that I put on my phone and you flip the stories. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? I mentioned might something. Be confusing us with I, well, I mentioned something recently, and it wasn't for really bedtime stories, but it could kind of be used for that if you find um, something on YouTube, for instance, that does kids' uh, story time reading. Yeah. Um, I use an app called Airtime, and it's actually super fun. Oh. Whenever Mateo stays at his grandmom's, yeah. we have shows that we like to watch on Saturday nights together. Yeah. So before bed, we get on this app. It's totally free. We get on Airtime. I create a private chat room essentially um he joins it and then i can within the app search and go to youtube and pull in the video we want to watch yeah. and then we watch it together and we could see each other we could talk we can mute and do you know just goofy stuff it's a great way to watch stuff with people who are not with you um so i don't know if that's what he's talking about i think about, that's though. what boat works today is i think he's referring to the app that allowed sharing Shared watch in real time from different locations. Yeah, so that, that would be something, though, if you find, like, a kid's book and yeah. you, you're just watching the video together. You could see the reaction. You guys can laugh together. Um, and it's free. And it, mm -hmm. it actually, we've used it probably 10 to 12 times already, and it is flawless every mm -hmm. time. I'm surprised at how well it works. There, there are a number of ways to do that. Um, mm -hmm. You can actually use a Google Meet to broadcast a movie and watch it mm -hmm. together. Well, and in, in a lot of the apps these days, they have group watches, yep. like uh, Disney Plus. But you Plus. both have to have Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. You both have to have Amazon Prime, whenever does that. And I don't know if it does communication either. I think yeah. it just syncs up a, a viewing of it. Yeah. Um, Mark Chapelsky says, I don't I don't know what if someone asked the question, but that is a great channel, by the way, if you have kids and you want to watch... Um, videos of someone in a very animated fashion with fun voices uh reading books to kids and a whole big variety of books kid time story time is fantastic it is now at the point though that my nine-year-old son kind of rolls his eyes like Aww. when there's nothing else to watch i'm like sorry dude we're watching something decent yeah. and, and she's fantastic on their super talented lady that uh that runs that um but i highly recommend it because you know what guys sometimes after a very busy day I know it's great to like pretend we're the best parents in the world and we oh, would no. never let someone else read a book to our kids. We do the reading. Oh, it's like, oh no. No, she's a lot better at it, it than counts. I am. It counts. It still counts. Oh, my God. And I, sometimes been, that's how you, that's how you do it. There have been times where my, my throat is just sore and I'm just tired. 
And I'm just like, let's just let's just search. Let the storyteller do the story work. read along. <laughs> she loves the um, little critter books. Yeah, it's it's the book. Um, but since we are talking about kids, uh, I wanted to share a meditation um, video on YouTube that has become my go-to with Ava. It puts her to sleep in five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's called it's sleep meditation to let go of anxiety. It's wonderful. That sounds good. So I'm going to put that link in the show for if you have any small children. Speaking of jokes I've never heard before, but I have to put it in the show because he sent us $3.33. Is <laughs> Iron Man Metal Bill uh, Dankanis? Sorry, Bill, if I mispronounced that. He says, do a show in the morning and call it Morning Wood. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, we have heard that uh, a lot. And, um, but we, thank you we for used, the super chats. <laughs> we used to do a morning show. Yeah. Um, if you're new, you might not know that. Uh, just only the last maybe five or six shows have been evening shows. Aww. So we did used to do a morning show. Did you see Marcus? But thank you Mark for that. Mark Lucas. Uh... <laughs> This is the first time we've done a show I in a know, thunderstorm. I'm kind of scared. Yep, good uh, thing we're staying on rubber. Yeah. Uh, Mark Lucas wants to know what's the best way to liquidate a shop? I have physical limitations and can no longer use the shop. So I'm sorry to hear that, Mark. Oh, sorry. Um, um, best way to liquidate a yeah. shop. I mean, well, do you have course... an auction service? They're going to take a cut, but they'll do the work for you. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. I don't know how much physical the li- physical limitations are going to hinder your ability to sell yeah. everything. Um, because everything I know with selling stuff involves the usual, you know, Craigslist, even though I don't use that. Uh, Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. I just sold a couple of things on Facebook Marketplace, which is kind of hit or miss. But, um, you know, some things I've moved pretty quickly. You're going to get the most money if you piecemeal it versus just buy the whole thing, right? Yeah. So... Um, it depends on how much work you want to put into it. I know in the guild group, we've had members sell all their tools. I basically yeah. have them put it into a spreadsheet and then make one post to say, hey, these are the things I have available. This is where I'm located. Let me know if you want to make an offer. So there are certain groups. John on- says, you've been thunderstruck. <laughs> thunderstruck. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the timing but yeah. was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's there's a lot of different ways. So if you're part of the guild group, let me know and I can help you put um, together something. Yeah, and local guilds, if you have a local woodworking guild, yes. get in touch with them, yes. see if any members are interested. That's a great idea. Always try the low-hanging fruit first, mm-hmm. right? The locals, the people who might just make it easy for you to, to at least offload some of the stuff. Yep. Okay, what else? Got a question here from Peppa7144. Uh, I'm building out my shop. Is it all right to use green PVC for the trunk lines for dust collection? I don't see why not. I mean, I'm, no, I'm certainly no PVC expert as long as it is a thick enough material to withstand the suction. And geez, I mean, it's probably, I think it's really only concerned when we get into like very thin uh, HVAC type material. So snap lock pipe, if it's too thin of a gauge, I don't exact, exactly know what the numbers are. Maybe like... 26, 28 gauge, I think, is where it starts to get a little bit too thin. It can collapse. I think you'd have to work pretty darn hard to have that happen with any type of PVC. Um, so what, what is the nature of it, though? Green PVC? Yeah, I don't know what green PVC is typically used for, but my gosh, I don't think it would be a problem um, outside of the normal problems that people have with, like, static shock and stuff that's, you know, par for the course with PVC. 
But throw it to the chat room. I don't know 100% for sure, but I don't see any reason why it wouldn't work. I used to have a sewer and drain PVC um, when I set up my shop in Arizona for the first time and uh, pretty inexpensive, pain in the butt to put up, but it worked just fine. Uh, let's see her. Super chat oh. just came in. Okay, I got a question here before I do that. Uh, John Wechuk says, what's that cool bench cover that you have in a few videos and pictures? It's got the Wood Whisperer logo on it. Looks like maybe it's leather or some type of fabric. Okay, so that is something that I can no longer find. If I could find it, I would buy another one. Um, it was made for me by a company that produced, it's like a neoprene material, think of a big mouse pad. They produce game pads. And the person who got this for me was a friend of that company and said, hey, can you make this this dimension with this logo on it? And sent it to me, Matt got one too. Mm -hmm. um, and they no longer do this stuff. So it's if you could find someone who can make custom game pads, and I think this was more like tabletop gaming mm -hmm. is what it was intended mm -hmm. for, or like, you know, custom size mouse pads. I've looked into it. Finding something this dimension is really, really hard for the full size of a workbench. Um, I had to throw it away eventually though, because it just got too many glue spots on it and was doing more to hurt was, the yeah, projects. Holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it really got abused, but that's, that's what it's for. Yeah. So it was unfortunate, but um, it was, the company was benchmat.com. But they don't exist but anymore. But they don't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, green PVC shrinks when it dries. Only use seasoned PVC, says Paul. Okay. And then Russell said green PVC is sewer line. And then Troy said, I've had PVC for years. I've never had a shock, but I do get feedback on CNC. Okay, but hold on. Is, was Paul joking? About what? Green PVC shrinking when it dries. Only use seasoned PVC. I'm pretty sure he's joking. Oh. But I, got, I could I be got wrong. It now. I got it now. Green okay. season. All right. <laughs> I could be wrong. Paul, this might you. be uh, something about PVC. I mean, but it is. But according, I mean, Wayne is supporting Russell. So and green PVC that it's sewer. is sewer and drain. Okay, mine wasn't green though, which was interesting. Oh goodness. But yeah, good to know. And now <laughs> we know, Nicole. You got me. <laughs> okay, what else? Uh, did you get the the the? Super chat from uh, Justin. I'm looking. Keep going. I'm going. Keep going. There it is. Justin Ford. Yeah. <laughs> when yes. does a joke become a dad joke? When it becomes a parent. <laughs> <laughs> Someone actually complimented me on my dad jokes. And I said, you know, it's a good thing that I had kids. Because otherwise, <laughs> these would just be crappy jokes. Just terrible jokes. But because I'm a dad, well, now they're dad jokes. And it takes on a whole new meaning. Uh, Funny thing is, I, I pretty much told all the same jokes. Yeah. Back then, I just yeah. didn't have kids. Uh, so Ryan of all trades is that Anne of all trades' husband? I. Is no, it? Well, what's his name? Oh, uh, his name's not Ryan, is it? I don't know. No, his name's not Ryan. What is what is Anne's husband's name? He's the nicest guy too. And again, uh, I couldn't remember Jay Cat's Moses' name. I'm yeah. not going to remember her husband's name. I don't think it's Ryan, though. Yeah. Adam. Adam. Her husband's name oh. is Adam. So, Ryan. It's okay for other people to be of all trades, Nicole. Right. They don't have to be married to Anne. <laughs> I just thought they were, like, <laughs> expanding the brand. <laughs> no, and I'm sure Adam would not come to my, my live feed and ask me how to get sponsors. <laughs> he might. I think he probably would just ask his wife. Yeah, and have her ask us. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. <laughs> 
for the first time he's ever been brought uh, up on the show. He's like, what? Why, why are you talking about me? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why is my name in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Get it out of there. It's gross. It smells like sausage. Okay, so Ryan of all trades, how do you get sponsors? It's a very simple, it's a very difficult thing to do, but a very simple thing to explain. You need an audience. Yeah. Bottom line, if you have people to advertise to, you have people that an advertiser would be interested in communicating with, you are the conduit that the company can use to access those people. You need eyeballs, you need readers, you need viewers. End of story. Now, how you get them, well, that's a little more than we can cover on today's show. And normally we don't talk about that kind of stuff here anyway, but um, that's the hard part is how do you get the audience? But absolutely, numbers. You need people, you need eyeballs. Yeah, he's Adam of no trades. That's right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh, that's awesome. It's, like, it's almost like that was his last name. Yeah. Anne's actual last name is of all trades. Of all trades. <laughs> uh, if you're not sure who we're talking about, yeah. just go on YouTube Adam, and, and look up Anne of all trades. Adam says, why am I trending? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, right. text Anne and let her know. <laughs> she came up. Her husband came up on the show. <laughs> it's going to be so random. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. right. What else? I think that's it. Oh, Black Goat Woodworking did a last minute <laughs> question on the Patreon post. And it okay. says, do you find any value in specialty chisels, specifically pairing, skew, or fishtail chisels? I mean, they're all real specialized. Yeah. Out of all of those, the only one that I have is a fishtail chisel. Uh, it was kind of an impulse buy, but, you know, clean enough half-blind dovetail sockets, and you're going to say, you know what? That fishtail chisel looks kind of nice. So I have one of those. All the others can be useful, but I would wait until you truly confront a situation where you go, oh my gosh, I really need a skew chisel. Um, Any bench chisel can be used for pairing. You don't need a special pairing chisel. Um, So that's, again, only if you really feel like you want to specialize and and dedicate a couple of chisels to that task. Um, I think when it comes to this stuff, absolutely wait until you have a true need for it. Otherwise, you're just spending money because you want to spend money. There you go. All right, are we done? I think we're done. So thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. Um, This concludes the portion of the live show. This concludes today's show. (laughs) Uh, We are going to head on over to our after show, which is a little bit more casual. I'm even going to sit down. Yeah, you're going to sit down. Wow, that's really casual. Totes cash. Um, So if you are a Patreon supporter... Uh, I'll put the link to the Patreon post in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always just go there directly to find the link to the to the show. And if you're a YouTube supporter, you can actually go underneath the community tab from our channel page and find the link to the show there. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. Just a reminder, Wood Whisperer Guild for those pre-order projects, Brian Benham's Japanese table and my um, quilt rack, Bent Lamination. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, what was the other thing? Uh, if you pre-ordered a mug, we should have oh. those shortly. So oh, okay. Be so probably, those were ordered? Those will probably be going out sometime next week. I'm excited about yep. those. Good times. All right. So have a great weekend, everybody. And we will see you again probably the same time next week, doing the same thing, talking about the same stuff, answering the questions from the same people. <laughs> you get the idea. You get the idea. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye.